Hello, world. I think we're going to have a great time today. I'm going to be joined by one of my dearest new friends here and one of the most prolific sales leaders, coaches, uh, trainers here in the area, Mr. Dan Jordan. Yeah, how you doing today, Dan? Oh, just living the dream. I love that you said new friend because it is it is a weird thing. Yeah. You hit a certain age, and it's almost like I'm no longer accepting applications. Absolutely. <laughs> we go And we go way back, at least five, six months now. That's yes, right. Way, way, way back. But, uh, again, we're going to be talking today about the power of content, as Dan is one of the most prolific content creators and now the author of the new book, Sales Proverbs, Wisdom of the Ages. Don't go anywhere. Tune in to a great show to come. Welcome to the Sales Synergistics Podcast, where we arm you with the knowledge, tools, skills, and experts to bring your sales, marketing, and operations teams together all through your sales process. And now, here's your host, Jason Smith. And we're back. Well, guys, I can't tell you how excited I am to be here with the Deej, Mr. Dan Jordan, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm excited, too. Yeah, think- we've, we've talked about doing this for a little bit, and we're finally getting around to it, so... Uh, I'm just excited of what to expect today. Well, I, I didn't realize how professional you were. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I don't look it no other time. But yeah, I'm not a professional, but I play one on TV. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's all that matters. That is, that is. But you you play a fantastic sales guy on TV as well. I understand you got a nice, long history that some of the people listening might not know. Give us the Cliff's Notes. I know Cliff's you, Notes. We get you going, and we'll get the novel. Let me get the Cliff's Notes of the Dan Jordan story. Well, I, that's, uh, I appreciate the opportunity to talk about myself, because <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's what we all like to do, isn't it? It is. And it actually, is. that's something to remember whenever you're on a sales call. Right. You know you're winning when the other person is talking, and that's the goal. So you're doing well right now. Well, thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, go for it. Let me keep Well, playing. so my main uh, my thing is uh, – Very early on, I realized I wasn't meant for school, so instead of going to school, I got myself my first business, which was a a deli in New Jersey. Uh, Actually, it was a butcher shop, but I turned it into a deli. And uh, then I uh, moved on. I had a restaurant supply business in Manhattan, and then I uh, actually became a stockbroker. Then I had a a lawn care business, which we grew and it sold, and I had a truck rental business. We grew and sold a business brokerage business, staffing company. But in all those businesses... I was the sales guy. I'm a horrible manager. I, just, <laughs> what happens is I get to a certain size, and then I realize I had to sell it because I can't handle all this stuff. But I, was always, I can grow a business, but I realized I couldn't manage it. Right. And, and so I, I realized, you know, the sales is kind of my gig. Why don't I do that? And so that's what we, we grow businesses, and we help teams of businesses grow and with the ultimate goal of selling it. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, to, to to get out of it, starting with that exit strategy in mind, huh? That's right. That's smart. That's we'll smart. We'll help businesses fat sell fast for top dollar. Sounds because they got a strong sales team. You know that's fantastic. We talked about this with another one of our guests on the podcast. This Silicon Valley BS about you know I'm at my Series A and you got a successful business if you're getting more funding from all these outside investors. Are you making money? Are you actually generating revenue? And I think that too, peop- too many people get caught up in all the other stuff. So, yeah, I'm glad you get people thinking about that, that revenue. Well, it, it, what you have to start thinking about, it's, it's not just revenue, it's profit. You know, because, you know, anybody can get you in this day and age. First of all, this is an awesome time to be in business. Isn't it in any business. You could get there's data on everybody in every the secret places where you couldn't find like emails and you could everything's out there for everybody right now. And so the big thing 
uh, that has changed is given that everybody can contact anybody is you got to bring the goods. you got to have a good message. You have to have content. You have to have create uh, interest in your product. And when someone raises your hand, you got to go in and be able to close. That's fantastic. You're absolutely right. And that is actually why I brought you here. Um, to close you on something? No, absolutely. But well, <laughs> there's three words you have to learn. Ready? Buy my book. Did I tell you about sales you, you proverbs? Did okay. You did mention sales <laughs> proverbs. It was that right there, the, the book coming out, that you know that I'm in the process. I'm the uh, author of the upcoming book, Sales Synergistics. And you being an author and me having seen some of your content, I know that you've got quality content like you talked about and you're using that to the best of advantages and i just wanted to start to pick your brain about that that's our conversation today because there's so many people out there now starting to dabble in things like this podcasting they're putting out videos on youtube um and they're writing white papers and books of various degrees some of them are crap can we be honest <laughs> can't, can't we just be honest about that some of them are not very good but the good ones are really resonating, right? Are you seeing that as well? That quality is like a second thought sometimes? Well, you know, yes, yes and no. There's in business and in any kind of marketing, which is pretty much what we're doing here, there's, there's, there's three legs to a marketing system. There's your message, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what you have to offer. There's your marketplace, which is to whom you're offering it to, as targeted as possible. And then there's the media. The media is the last one. The media is basically your delivery system. Delivery system could be a podcast, could be an email, could be a cold call, could be a letter, could be all sorts of, could be advertising. Uh, and people generally concentrate their entire campaigns on the media at the expense of the message mm. to the right marketplace. Mm. And so uh, the more you can narrow down exactly the reason why you're using this media. So people make a podcast that like to hear themselves talk. I like to hear myself talk all day long too, <laughs> but there has to be a purpose to it. Right. And so if, if there is no purpose, if you have nothing to, to offer uh, to your marketplace that would be interested in, then you're kind of just, you're playing games. And I think a lot of people just playing games. It's fun to see your name on a book. You know, it's fun to yeah. see your name on a podcast. Yeah. Uh, but it's a, it's a, it's a, a short window of, of being happy when you realize that it's costing you money instead of earning your money. Oh, geez. Well, that, that <laughs> is something to think about as well, trying to put the content out there. It does take time. It does take effort. Just editing uh, these conversations here, it can take several hours. We were at the uh, podcast event about uh, uh, three weeks ago, and we had guys on stage talk about them spending upwards of uh, 40 hours over the course of some given weeks with their whole team producing daily shows. That's a whole work week devoted just to producing the podcast. That's not even counting doing the business, right? So, you know, it, it is a complicated process. But the biggest thing is, do you have something worth saying? Do you have a, a clear message you want to convey? And I think a lot of people seem to step over that point. Is that what you're seeing? Well, I, I, would, I would reverse it. Mm. You have to say something that's worth buying, you know, that somebody would be interested in buying. Don't worry how to sell. Mm. You know, worry about why people buy. And create your message towards that. Mm. So I, th the first aspect when you're going into you know any kind of uh, venture is find out to whom, who, who has the problem, and has the money and the you listen. And then you're a sales guy. I'm a sales guy. Yeah. People need three things in order to buy uh, that for you to spend your time with them. They need a, a need or a want. Uh, they need decision making ability, and they need money. Uh, so if they don't have any of those three things, 
you know, don't don't pick that marketplace. Right. <laughs> you know, right. pick the market. And so once you pick the marketplace that you want to market to, then find out what their needs are. Find out what their problems are. Find out what what uh, what makes them nauseous when they wake up in the morning. You know, find out you know the the uh, the stage of life that that person may be in and what all the challenges that come with that stage of life. And and make your content speaking directly to that person. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then you know they have the interest. They start uh, they start coming to you. Gotcha. You're 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 attracting instead of pushing. Gotcha. Not content for content's sake, but content for the listener, content for the consumer, the content that's going to solve their problems. Yes, it'll it'll it'll, or at least create an interest. They're like, hey, that per-. like you ever go to church, <laughs> and uh, the the preachers talk. I'm a Jewish guy, but it happens to me too. So you go into you go to church, and somebody's talking. Like, man, they're talking right to me. Yeah, and because they're talking right to me, now I'm going to listen more. So. With all the information that's out there, find out what's right to your prospect, right. and baby, give that. So <laughs> here we are. You are on your third book, is that right? Yes, Proverbs. It's, yes, it's a it's a book. But this is the one that I'm most proud of. The first one, uh-huh. uh, which was, gosh, what a, the Hitchhiker's Guide to Guaranteed Success. <laughs> You know, a lot of people went to college to get their worldview and find out what's going on in the world and find themselves. Yeah. Me, I took an eight-month eight month hitchhiking trip across the United States, took no money, just got jobs along the way. The idea was to meet a million people and to learn all from them, and that alone turned me into a salesperson. Mm. I'm telling when you, when you smell like I did and get picked up by somebody <laughs> and they still drive you, you know you're doing something right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I learned that even actually on that trip, it's true. Uh, you know, someone didn't pick me up because they say, oh, you know, I, I woke up today and I have to drive this person from one place to another. They wanted, a, they wanted something, and I knew what they wanted. They wanted to be able to go home and tell their friends and family, look how good I am. I helped this guy on the side of the street. Right. And 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 during the trip, they wanted some stories from me about other people, and 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 to confirm how nice they are and how good they are, and you know it got to the point where, I mean, after a co- I didn't stick my thumb out after the third week, I was good. I mean, I wouldn't accept a ride if it didn't come with food. <laughs> <laughs> I was good. That that is professional. people people would pick me up, take me to their homes, uh, you know, wait there for me, you know, take me to a truck stop and wait there. They they feed me, give me jobs, give me their daughters. I was good. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Dan Jordan is the epitome of the the truth that beggars can be choosers. Yeah. Oh wow. Beggars can be choosers. You should put that if in the book. If you know how to beg. I should I should <laughs> put that in the book. So what made you start to write books anyway? Like why why that medium? Why would you think like, you know what I got to do? I'm going to take everything I like to say all the time and put it on paper. Like why did you think to write a book? Well, one time I was uh I was competing with another person for a uh, doing a, a speaking gig at some at some company's, you know, end of year retreat or something like that, and I was in a room with a couple of people and they were talking. And then the owner came in, and so they asked him, "So should we use him or the other guy?" And he looked down and he said, and he saw my book on the table, and he goes, "Well, this guy's got a book. <laughs> Let's go with him." <laughs> and so, really, uh, just like most things, it's a marketing piece, okay. and it's important for everybody. Uh, it shows that you're doing something extra. Uh, when when you're in in competition with the world, which you are, uh, people are looking 
about you know who who's giving the most effort. Mm. You know, work on work on your who's working most on themselves. And in this day and age, when you know YouTube is free, you don't have a YouTube channel. What are you a putz? You know, websites right. are cheap as all get out. You don't have a website. What's wrong with you? You know, and if you're if, if you don't have if you don't have a good LinkedIn page, it's free. <laughs> and you're not even willing to, to improve your LinkedIn page, which is free. You're not spending no time in all that stuff. So that, books, uh, blogs, you know, website, content, all that stuff, even if the content is lousy, mm -hmm. it shows effort. And all things being equal, people want to do business with people that they know are going to work hard. Yeah. Yeah. That's excellent. It does show that you've gone the extra mile. And as a guy who has started his book a couple of times, uh, I do recognize the effort that's involved there. But one of the things that's easy to do is to get on the mic and start talking, right? <laughs> and uh, uh, this podcast medium has really started to pick up. I, I'm noticing with the work that I'm doing in my LinkedIn pages and websites and, and social media platforms, the things that are easier to consume are picking up. And... Sometimes when people don't have time for videos or they don't want to watch a 30-minute film or something like that, they don't want to read anything, they can always just put on their headphones and listen. So your background in speaking, you know, getting the word out verbally, uh, it's really coming to fruition as, as something that's good for everybody. Do you think people are using that enough to talk and put stuff out there in that audio content as they should be? Well, of course not. But, you know, people, people consume their material in all different ways. Mm. You know, some people, I, I personally, I'm an auditory listener. I, I, I learned that way. And so I still, to this day, I have, you know, tapes that I listen to in my car. And, you know, even on the way here, of course, it's on a, actually, it's on an iPod. I still have an old you iPod. You got the old, yeah, old school it's, iPod? It's cool. The little circular yeah, down? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fun. Retro's but, the new hip, right? But I'm, I'm listening to all that stuff. And, you know, I, and that's the way I could, I can, what's good is because I can stop and then contemplate on it and move on. So it, that, that's good. It's, and and I st I'm a still a radio listener. But people take it all different ways. And you need to uh, present in all different ways. Hmm. You know, it just shows that. And it, and it does take work. And it takes hard work. Uh, you're looking for a quote for your book? Most people aren't willing to do the hard work it takes to make selling easy. You know what's magical is like when you said that, you're looking for a quote for your book, it's like your voice changed to like perfect radio tone. It was just oh, yeah, that's right. the background just stopped. Just, you're really good at this. That's good. You're it's using a, the force? It's a gift. Uh, it's what a can gift. I say? Do you know, I, uh, my first speech I ever gave, I was, I was, at, uh, I was running for office as treasurer for uh, my, I guess I was in 11th grade for so my senior class. So in we did school, it in 11th yeah. grade in high school. And I was. Uh, Nobody ran against me because I, you know, a lot of people knew me. I was loud, and and so I gave this. You know, I had a hand in my speech, which is kind of a normal speech. But then I gave a really killer one, you know, like an "I have a dream" type of speech. I was going nuts, running around, and uh, and I got disqualified. So I'm still to this day <laughs> in Farallon High School because I gave the wrong speech. The only person to have run unopposed and lost. How about that? <laughs> And all, the, and all the speaking got better <laughs> after that, I'm sure. <laughs> well, I got a lot of attention. Yeah. I mean, why do you write a book for attention? Why do you do well, this podcast for attention? Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm just willing to admit it. You know, the, the speaking <laughs> part. I, I, when I was a, are you a Toastmaster as well, I believe? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a Toastmaster of course. as well. Yeah, so. Well, uh, that's, where, that's where it all started. 
By the way, if you've been thinking about any of this stuff, right. just join Toastmasters. It's cheap as all get out, and it gives you an opportunity to, to practice your craft. I'll, I'll throw one more in there. Uh, there's a lot of chapters out there, so uh, here's another quotable for you. If you're looking to get with a chapter, sleep around. Go visit a few of them, right? <laughs> get out there and visit a few of them and find the one that really suits you because, again, it's something you want to be comfortable with the people in the room. But I got a lot out of it, and I thought I was a damn good speaker at the time. I really did. I got in there, and just being around the people who could show you that you can really hone your craft and improve it, it made me a better sales guy. It made me a better person in a lot of ways because even talking to people uh, face-to-face about your ideas and your needs, some of the things that I learned through Toastmasters and crafting the spoken word helps you to be more relatable and connect to people in a different way because we're verbal creatures, you know? That's how we get stuff across. And so mastering that was really powerful. You are smooth as silk. That's right. I tell you what. But really, it's true. Every conversation, a transaction is taking place. Someone's either buying or selling. And so if you're going to speak with someone, even on a one-to-one basis, it's a mini presentation. You might as well say it without a lot of ums and ers and ahs and stand up straight and have good eye contact and all that stuff. It just puts you at a different level from everyone else, and it's an easy thing to do. You should be teaching it in school. They, they re- uh, absolutely. They really should. You hearing that, Betsy DeVos? We've got to start teaching this stuff in school. So I'll tell you what. The the other thing that I recognize is that when you get out and you start speaking and you've got this smooth, silky voice as you do, and you, you, you spend all this time speaking, if you don't really have a good, solid message, none of that seems to matter, does it? Like, it's, it's really, do you have something worth listening to? Do you have something to say? And... Do you muddle it up with too many different messages in the same presentation? So what you need to do is have one big idea and several different components that validate that idea and then get audience participation. That's the end. That's a perfect speech. One big idea, a couple of examples of, of how, what validates it, and then go into the audience and find their and let them talk. Again, you're, at, you're in a sales call. The more you can get them talking or thinking, if you can get your audience to be thinking about themselves, you know, like, you know, remember the first time, remember the music that was on the first time you kissed a girl? You know, whether you do or not, you're all thinking about it. And if you, can, if you can do a speech and you can get your audience to start thinking about themselves, you're a winner because yeah. now they're actively involved. Excellent. Excellent. And I, you know what? You and I both move in the same spaces, right? I have not gotten the speaking going as you have. And uh, the one thing I do is working with the co- the companies I deal with is getting them to get their leaders out doing speaking because it's such a powerful message for the leader of the organization to be out and known among the business community as a person who can go and speak on topics that are important. Now, we... For the for the the room for the the rest of the audience, remind people who you in the world in the world yeah. the room the world the audience the <laughs> everybody who's listening to this this podcast, uh, remind them who you deal with in terms of your ideal clients right the people you work with because I've seen the people I deal with, most of those leaders are not speaking they're not getting out and they're not taking ownership of the content from that leadership from the C suite they're not taking ownership of the content so who are your clients and are you seeing the same thing. Well, I don't know that they're not, uh, you know, the CEOs of, of major companies are out there. I mean, that, that's how they got there in the corporate world. But a lot of times in the small business, in the, in the small to medium-sized business, and 
who knows what a small or medium-sized business is, you know, 10, 30, 50 million dollars, no, nobody knows. I was talking to this, this trailer company, uh, they're doing 25 million dollars this year, and they're running it out of their kitchen. You know, it's still a small type of thing that they're, that they're doing. Uh, those are the type of people that really don't get out to the community, yeah. and, and those are the people that could be most benefited from it. Because everybody wants to deal with them. They don't realize, because they're in their kitchen making trailers, they don't realize how other people look up to them. And if you say a few, you know, too many ums, too many ers, and start looking, uh, you know, less proficient, just speaking, it's really harmful to your to your future. Mm. You know, they think, oh, this guy, you know, got lucky. He's just capped his, you know, he's capped himself there. Mm. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing that out there, but... You know, with the sales teams, and you work with them too. The sales teams that I'm working with, uh, there's 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 all different levels. But if you could reach them, if you could. I mean, if you could reach them, they get excited by the opportunity that you know. To first to be, if you want to be a better salesperson, first be a better person. Mm. You know, work work on number one. Uh, decide who is. You know, if 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 you don't have somebody that you can model yourself after. Just look at everybody else and do the opposite, which is which isn't a bad idea. But find out, you know, what is a great what is a great what time does a great salesperson wake up in the morning? You know, what time does a great salesperson go to bed at night? What time? How many calls and prospecting calls does a great salesperson go on Mm -hmm. and become that Mm -hmm. become that? You know, how many great salespeople really, you know, are, are unfaithful to their wives? You know, would you consider that a great be a great person mm. and then you'll find yourself attracting those people like you. And, and, and then you'll be asked to speak and you'll be asked to go into place and you'll be asked to to share your message. Your message is nothing more than a compilation of of your life's experiences. I'm glad that you mentioned that experience piece, because, again, you're, you're hitchhiking to to hone your your life skills. It gives you so much to talk about. And I think there's a lot of people out there, even now, I like that you brought in the, the salesman's level. We were talking about what the CEOs are doing, the leaders of these small businesses. But even at the salesman level, you've got experiences that you could share. And if you're not getting out there doing things, meeting people, broadening yourself, deepening your experiences, there again, the, the quality of your content is less. If you're just going down the same deer trails all the time. Most CEOs and most people who have really risen in a company or, and owners have started out as salespeople. Hustlers, mm-hmm. you know, just making the deals. There's nothing better than making deals. No, no, it feels good, doesn't it? Yeah. It really does. My dad used to, my dad told me a couple things. He said when I graduated high school, my dad was a little uh, Jewish Frenchman. And uh, he w- I, I say that because whenever he gave me advice, he only had a sixth grade education, but whenever he <laughs> gave me advice, it would sound like this, Danny, in this country. <laughs> Danny would give me his stuff. And I was approaching graduating high school and he says well, what are you going to do and i told him about some job some idea i had or whatever and he said that's good but danny remember this in this country you get a job you have one customer and he's called a boss and if he gets a wild hair up his rear end decides to fire you you got nothing but if you're a salesman he says then you have a hundred bosses but they're called customers and if one of them fires you, who cares? You got 99 more. <laughs> what, he, what he told me was that uh, financial success and financial uh, stability doesn't come with having a job. 
It comes with the ability to be able to earn an income anytime, anywhere, any place with your voice. That's good stuff. You better Powerful. write that down. I tell I you what. I love it. I'm trying to evangelize <laughs> that to, to more veterans in the communities that I work in. There's so many people come out of the military averse to sales, not wanting to do it, and I need them to feel the same way as we do about sales. This will change your life, and it will give you skills that you can keep forever and never have to feel desperate. If you know you can always just go sell something. You know, it's a, it's a mind shift. Instead of looking for a job, Thing, wake up and say instead of waking up in the morning and say how do I find a job wake up in the morning and say how do I earn some income and just saying how can I earn income will just open your eyes to, oh I see a driveway with some cracks in it maybe I can hustle a deal and find a place who fixed driveways and call them and see if they want to do it and see if I can get something my son my son when he was like 13 years old he was doing a job at a neighbor's house uh, just, you know, raking leaves. I don't know what he's doing, whatever a 13-year-old does. And in their backyard, they, they had a new pool. Or they had an old pool and had cracks in it, so I hadn't used it in years. And the lady was saying she's about to sell the house. And so Matthew says, well, you're going to have to fix the pool. You want me to get your pool fixed? Now, he's 13 years old. How are you going to get a pool fixed? And she goes, well, you, you have a pool guy that you know? He goes, yeah. And so he came home. He made five or six phone calls, found a, a guy, or a couple of people to give estimates, and he says, and this was his line. He goes, I got a lead for you. If I give you the estimate and you get the job, will you give me 100 bucks?" And they're like, yeah. A couple of days later, he's got $100. I mean, you can hustle your way out of it. And you know how good you feel when you earn that? You, you know what you've done there? You've just created something from nothing. That is the definition, the old French definition of entrepreneur, someone who takes something of lower value and brings it to a higher value. Look at that. And, and the I'm the Frenchman. Je m'appelle Daniel Jordan, le fils d'Henri de Paris, hein? Ah, my, oui. my father's from France. <laughs> Look at that. Bonsoir. And now he's, teach, now he's teaching me about, oh, so it's not entrepreneur, it's entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I knew this was going to be a great conversation. <laughs> I really do. Listen, I, I want to tell you, just by talking today, uh, this conversation is going to be featured on the Podcast World Tour. And we haven't talked about that much, but the Podcast World Tour is the a... The PCWT? The PCWT. The, <laughs> we, we call it PWT, actually, here, which, not to be confused with the, uh, you know, song. But um, that being said, the Podcast World Tour is a first-year awareness campaign uh, for the Auditory Verbal Center in Georgia. Only facility in Georgia of its caliber, of its kind, that helps deaf children to live in a hearing world. They've got the, the resources, the technologies, the therapies to help these children live with hearing without having to sign or uh, lip read. So it's a powerful thing, and it creates more podcast listeners, more speech listeners, more people Wait, to tune so in. Wait, so people who are deaf can hear? Absolutely. They start with children as young as two, I believe, and That's help those children to begin to hear for the first time. You see a little kid shaking a toy that they never knew it, oh, it made a noise. You're going to bring tears. That's unbedeagable. Oh, um, um, but DJ, um, but DJ, You're gonna, I, I, that's like going to bring tears to my eyes. Well, listen, what, what could you do to help spread the word? About the auditory world? Yeah, about the world. Just the podcast. The, the world, world tour? tour? Yeah. Well, it, it, I'm, this is going out to everybody that I know. I'd love to do here. If you're, uh, Do you have pictures of kids shaking rattles? We'll get you all kinds of stuff you need. We oh, my had, gosh. We had the founders here with her son. Had no idea that he, he couldn't hear. No idea that he was deaf. I'd like so to he get said, involved I'm in hearing that. aid. I saw he's got this this huge hearing aid. I couldn't even see it because of how well they had laid it in. You and know, didn't sometimes know he was deaf his whole life. You hear things like this, and sometimes your eyes just get opened to how other people live. My my 
my daughter, and this is just a, you know, and everything's fine with the daughter. She's, you know, she just turned 18, and we were having a conversation one day, and she looks at me, she goes, Daddy, you just don't get it. I go, what are you talking about? She goes, you just go anywhere, do anything you want, and all that stuff, and you have no problem. You don't even think about it. She goes, every day I walk out the door, this is my daughter saying this, every day I walk out the door, I know for a fact that 50% of the population can overpower me. They can run faster than me. They're stronger than me. They can do what they, all this stuff. She goes, you just go anywhere. She goes, we, have, we think about things that you don't even think about. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're right. Now, somebody who's deaf like this, this is like, think of how different their life is just because, uh, you know, of a, a, a defect of birth, something mm. that just happened. And mm. you're able to repair that? You're able to fix that? Absolutely. That's life-changing. Well, That's good stuff. I'm glad you're on board. We'll make sure we lean on you. And I'm going to be leaning on that noggin of yours, getting some more knowledge. Next time we talk about this content stuff, I want to get down to how you got your uh, – we have the same sort of small business clients, how you're getting them uh, using content a little bit better because it's so important nowadays. And I, I'm still – following you as one of my mentors, the guys I look up to, to how to oh, do it right. So That's good. Well, th listen, the only thing you could do more than that is buy my book, <laughs> Sales Proverbs, <laughs> Wisdom of the Ages. It's available on Amazon. Just put Sales Proverbs and go get in here. I got a special gift for you. Oh. Those of you who, who, who buy the book, go ahead and you'll find my email somewhere. I'm all over the place. Send me an email with the receipt, and I'll give you a free one-hour consultation which will, will define your message, your marketplace to the right media, and get your business cranking. Deej, I'll tell you. That's for a mere twelve ninety five. Where can you get a deal like that? Where can you get a deal like right here? On Amazon. I'll tell you what. My audience is just like me. Very hardworking, dedicated, but they love it when people make stuff easy for them. So what is that email address we should use? Oh, it's dan at danjordan.com. And Jordan is like Michael Jordan, but with a U in there. J-O-U-R-D-A-N. Dan at danjordan.com. Oh. Or I like to say, dot com. Dot com. Man, I appreciate it. The, you, you, you can't copyright a sound, right? Well, I appreciate it, Dan. It's been an unmitigated pleasure and everything I expected. It's just as, as random and, and, and fun as I hoped it would be. So uh, can we do it again? Yeah, anytime. I want to come back next week. All right. Well, let's do it. All, All right. right. Well, you have a great rest of your weekend. And everybody else there, thank you for tuning in every week. I can't wait for you to tune in for the next one. And stay dry out there. Have a good one. Bye.